gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. I'm gonna show the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored, loose cannon of commentary. I'm back, baby. Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is the Aaron Meta Show. Fifth of November, 2017. You're listening to the Aaron Meta Show. Or here on youtubecom forward Show on uh, Stitcher Player FM, also on the, anywhere on Liberated Syndication, and also you can find us on facebookcom forward Show at Aaron Meta Show at Twitter and tumblr.aaronmeta.tumblr.com, and also on Instagram, which is at Aaron Meta Show. Uh, we are 19 days, one hour, 54 minutes, and 30 seconds away from Hey Arnold the Jungle Movie being released in the United States. Uh, joining me for uh, all the excitement of this uh, week's show is Josh. Hey everyone, and from the Old School Lane Podcast, Patricia Miranda. Hello, remember, remember the 5th of November. Indeed, remember the 5th of November, <laughs> and uh, yeah, when uh, Guy Fawkes uh, <laughs> planted some uh, gunpowder underneath Parliament, and uh, as you can see, it, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it just doesn't not function as uh, well, even when that was going on, so uh, there we go. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm just, um, you know, I think all the Hey Arnold fans are still getting pretty excited. We're going to talk about some Hey Arnold stuff later on in the show, but so we've got some uh, various other things going on as well. Uh, Josh, how are you getting on? How's everything at home? Is that what you're asking? Uh, yeah. <laughs> everything's good at home right now. Just uh, uh, still a little tired. I don't know why I'm tired. It was daylight savings time. We get an hour more of sleep and, uh, you know, I mm. guess just uh I don't know. I'm. I, it's just. Uh, I'm just tired right now. <laughs> well, you know, it's just. It's. Um. It, you know. It's. Well, once you get that. Once you start. I mean, when you gain that hour back, you know, it's. So uh, you kind of start to feel mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, a bit more rejuvenated, all bit. And uh, but for some people, it can be a bit jarring. Show. So it's. Uh, but. Uh, you know. It's. Uh, once you Top of me, I think the big positive for me getting this. Uh, this hour back at least here now because the UK also goes back an hour as well. You know, we, we went back an hour a couple of days ago and, uh, you know, it's, it's nice because uh, you get to get up a bit, bit early, a bit more refreshed. And, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, getting, getting, getting to work is, uh, a bit easier as well, I think, because you know you're going in with a bit more of a fresh mind than you are when you had that uh, when you didn't have that hour. So it's uh, it's worked out pretty well for me. So it's uh, surprised it's not worked out too well for yourself. So uh, don't know about you, Patricia. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it was pretty good for daylight savings time. I was actually t- able to get some extra sleep that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, just a shout out to everyone on the uh, Never Lose Hope tour. Uh, I went to Manchester today, and I uh, just want to say thank you also to all the Hey Arnold fans who came and uh, said hello to me and uh, also took some selfies with me as well. So you know, you guys are really cool. And uh, that so now we've basically been on the London tour, and we've been on the uh, we've been to Manchester, and our last stop is going to be in Birmingham on the 18th of November. So uh, that's going to be at MCM Birmingham Comic Con. So if you're going to make your way there, it's a 12 to 1 that we're going to meet up, and uh, we're going to meet up at some random location somewhere there at uh, the NEC so uh, yeah definitely want to make your way there if uh, you're going to uh, want to meet up for the last uh, Hey Arnold meetup so before the uh, that'll be the week before Hey Arnold the Jungle Movie uh, drops on on American television screens on November 24th so you definitely want to uh, find me out there if you, if you do and so yeah so I'm all pretty cool um, guys uh, shall we get in some videos yeah let's do sure. it sure okay then so uh, let's get up the first one see what we've got here just give me one second um I just noticed that it's actually frozen in one of the videos, so I need to uh, just put it back. So, okay, here we go. Yeah, so uh, this was a guy who was, um, this is a mayor of uh, South Carolina town who was caught uh, uh, driving down a road on his lawnmower uh, with an open beer. 
It's official. Bobby Boucher Bobby? has officially became the mayor of a small town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you what, doesn't this look? Doesn't it look, if you look at the back of it, doesn't this remind you of something? Uh, yeah, the water boy in which Bobby Boucher was driving around a lawnmower just like he did in the movie. Oh yeah, he did. Oh. But he's like, also sort of like it kind of looks like Mario Kart from the back of it, if you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's what's the, what's the, what was it? North Carolina? Yeah, right. well, no, South Carolina. What's, what's the North Carolina equivalent of uh, power ups if we were to do Mario Kart in real life? Yeah, it's like I wish I had the music queued up, but I don't, I don't unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I was gonna oh. say he's like, does this look like he's in battle mode, or does it look like he's? Uh, I mean, I guess he's probably you know, if he's. Uh, if he has got an open bear, I think he probably might be a bit abbreviated, so maybe maybe he is in battle mode for all we know, but, uh, yeah. Wait, is it a lawnmower or is it a tractor? It's a lawnmower. So he's driving around at night in this uh, lawnmower and doing an exceedingly slow police chase. I want you to think that the... You would you think he pulled over at some point, wouldn't you think? I don't think he felt like he needed he, he to. He was He's drunk, better. I don't know. I mean, what do you expect? I guess. Yeah, I think when you caught with an open can of Miller Lite, I think you're probably screwed at this point. So, uh, an unidentified guy came and drove the lawnmower away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows about the DLC of Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto Lawnmower Edition. Yeah. Do you remember... Yeah. Uh, I tell you, I re- uh, all, all my mates who used to play Grand Theft Auto, uh, they used to like uh, get like the golf carts from the, uh, from, from, uh, from, the, from the golf course, and then you just start driving around doing drive-bys in the golf carts. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was hilarious. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I couldn't imagine driving a gardener was not charged or give or given a citation. He was driving. Of course not, because he was the mayor. Yeah, it's like... apparently in yeah. this town, if you are drunk and you're driving around under the influence, you don't get anything. It's just yeah, it's just it's uh, that's just well, strange to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, I don't care who you are I'm... in this country. If you're if you're caught driving around in a, in something that you shouldn't be doing, and uh, you know you can't even drive uh, you can't even drive a quad bike in in this country without having some kind of like proper paperwork and like having a helmet on or anything like that. It's like you know, it's like you got to learn uh, a lawnmower. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to get the papers of your lawnmower if you're being pulled over by the cops. Yeah. It's like, yeah, let, let me just grab that right between, you know, the tools in case grass gets <sighs> caught up into the blades or whatever. Yeah, I just think uh, <laughs> it's. And there's also they said there'll be no further investigation as well. But you know, you think you think someone would be wanting to ask some questions about what just happened. Like that's not something you see every day, I'd imagine. Uh- um, driving a lawnmower around uh, with with a guy with a beer, and uh, he happens There's to be no the mayor of your town. Car. There's no way. Yeah. Maybe he was. Maybe he lives in a big house, and he was mowing his lawn at night after he got home from the office. And then while he was drinking, it just he just went off course without knowing it. Yeah, this yeah. is a horror movie waiting to happen. I oh, know. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> Still horror movie waiting to happen. I don't know. Revenge uh, on the lawnmower. Just, uh, that's just absolutely yeah. So I'll probably imagine what the apology probably sounds like. Yeah. I'm sorry. Don't play this one in a while. I completely forgot what movie this from is actually from. Actually, I I don't know. It sounds the music sounds familiar, but the the kid sounds unrealistic. <laughs> It's not a kid. It's just it's very. It's a, I can't remember what it was, but uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, don't drive around your uh, lawnmower drunk at night. I guess so. Uh, that's the moral of this tale. Okay. Yeah. Uh, should I play the next one? Yeah, please. <laughs> okay. So uh, watch the middle of the table. That, that's all okay. I'm gonna say with this. And. Uh, oh. <laughs> 
So this was the Ugandan parliament when a mass brawl broke out during a debate and uh, one guy found the need to do a Michael Jackson spin and then jump into the opposition chamber. And what were they debating about that somebody would do this? Um, I have absolutely no idea, but uh, somehow it yeah. all commanded. Apparently, actually, if you, uh, the, I could only find the abridged version of this, but if you see the guy in white, apparently some guy throws a chair and he catches it perfectly. Wait, oh, I couldn't find that footage, but is that stage? Is he tried to throw a chair at the guy? He threw I... the chair at the guy, and he catched and he caught it like in midair. Like you know, it's just it's uh... wow. Uh... This is the crazy goings on in Ugandan politics, apparently, and uh, this is the same country that uh, criminalizes you for being gay. So uh, mm -hmm. yeah, so I guess stuff like this, I guess, is not entirely surprising. I guess, but so, mm. yeah, should we just watch it again <laughs> just to see these guys? <laughs> and next time in the White House, if they're doing a conference, I want to see a performance by, I don't know, insert rock star here or something. I don't know. I don't think there's enough to smooth criminals in the white in po American politics already. Oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, we're we're already getting to a lot of crap. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think that's nothing. I definitely agree with you on that. Um, let's move on to a new story, and uh, maybe a proper new story uh, to uh, to keep us going. So um, here in Manchester, I've always had a big gripe over uh, public transport in this city, and uh, this is probably the worst of it from from the looks of it. So hope you're all ready for this. Uh, passengers fainting, overcrowding carriages, no room to put hands in pockets. Uh, welcome to your daily commute on the 7:50 a.m. to Manchester, Victoria. Whoa. Uh, and okay. that's wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Even when I was what? in even when I was in uh, New York and I was traveling around the subway, I I almost never had to go through this. I mean, sure, that was crowded, especially around the mornings for the businessmen to go over to Wall Street or Times Square. But man, that's that's insane. Yeah. I mean, in my, in London, it's a far I mean, it is a bit cramped, but uh, at least it's far more manageable than what's what's going on here. From uh, from from what I can mm. see, but uh, this is basically it. Um, passengers fainting, daily battles for seats. Uh, there's an annoying Lloyd's Bank commercial, which I'm going to shrink. Um, also crammed into space that you can't even put your hands in your pockets. Uh, commuters in, on the service between Mills Hill uh, Station, which is just 12 minutes, but travellers are told that the MEN, the morning trains, have to go two or three carriages, making it too uh, cramped and uncomfortable. Uh, the MEN was contacted by passengers who take the morning uh, train to describe the traditions on the uh, commute as inhuman, with carriages uh, frequently overcrowded and um, people sometimes even collapsing due to lack of air and space. Oh, man. Oh. That's not no uh, air conditioning, no available seats, nothing like that. That's no. wow. And uh, this is the uh, any water? Uh, well, probably after you get off the train, but uh, and unless you pack some yourself. But then, if you can't get your hands out of your pockets or put your hands in your pockets, how on earth are you going to reach for a bottle of water? That is right. true. Uh, I, yeah. yeah. So this is basically it's, an image here of what it looks like. So as you can see there, all the seats taken up, the whole line. You know, this is dangerous because, you know, think of it. Imagine if there was like a fire that broke out on this train. Yeah, imagine a fire if the um, if the transportation went upside down, if it crashed into a lake. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, if yeah. there's a person who's about to, you know, heaven forbid, threaten on, some, you know, shooting somebody, there's no way to make a proper escape. It, this is really dangerous. Yeah, it is. So, uh, Manchester Evening News joined uh, passengers on the 750 train from Mills Hill. Uh, passengers had complained many times that the busy service had only two carriages, but uh, within the service uh, there was actually three carriages. Despite this, there was not enough room. Uh, once the train pulled, the commuters immediately rushed to the door, and soon as cries of move up began, but there was nowhere to go. The train was full of people standing at the doors even before it arrived at Mills Hill. Uh, the only way that you could fit all of all of them into Northern Rails employed uh, one of those pushes from Japan that, that forcefully chuck people into uh, a train so the doors can shut. Hmm. Uh, the, the only once the uh, MEN reporter eventually got on the train, uh, we witnessed people pushing against them as uh, they tried to uh, claim for space for themselves. 
Uh, it was so cramped that there was no room for the uh, standing, so they had to put their hands in their pockets as the train departed. Uh, there were still several people left on the platform still. And uh, how often do the trains come by every few minutes? Uh, probably. I mean, they do. I mean, I don't know how often. I tell you, if you can actually look on the sign there. So the um, that one was at the 750, and then the next one's going to be at uh, 11 minutes past 8. So probably about every 20 minutes, I think. And they're all full. Pro from the looks of it, yeah. Wow. wow. That's crazy. Again, you know, uh, when I went over to New York in the subway, yeah, there have been moments in which I would go into um, a subway train and it would be like completely full, but then there's some that are completely empty depending on which train. But the fact that this is one that everybody needs to go to, whether they need to go to work or they need to go do their daily errands, it's it, that's a real shame. They should really add in some more... Um, carts that people can fit in. Yeah. On top of this, so uh, here's Emma, and uh, she pays. Uh, is this Emma on the image? I don't know. If I, I don't know. It's just that's a reporter. But uh, Emma, on uh, one of the, uh, she's one of the commuters. She pays eighty-two pounds a month for a ticket to basically take this commute. So I mean, for our American audience, uh, eighty-two pounds. Uh, to uh, dollars. Eighty-two pounds a month would be one hundred and seven dollars mm -hmm. a month. She pays for a, tra a train ticket, basically, to go on that crammed train. Oh man, that's wow, that is, that's. And oh, I thought boy. that the, the the you know the public transportation where I live is really bad. The only thing you have is like you have the tri rail, and you have the bus, and you have cars. That's pretty much it. Not really so much as traveling around, but it, I never had to deal with anything with this. Yeah. So uh, I mean, she, I think she went on. Uh, I'm going to make up for work. I'm going to, have to make up time for work for being late in the morning. So, but luckily, I've got a good boss who actually lets me, lets me do it. Uh, one commuter has become so fed up with the awful service. She's written a letter to the Watchdog Group Transport Focus, uh, Chatterton North Councillor Barbara Brownridge, an MP for Oldham West and uh, Royden and jo jo Jim McMahon, uh, on behalf of uh, Northern Rail's disillusioned co commuters. Uh, Dawn Tucker, who is from North Chatterton, said, "When only two carriages arrive, we ru in the rush hour. We often they can't get the train. If you are lucky enough to be able." Able to board the train on conditions that the conditions are inhuman. Uh, people very frequently pass out on the 750 train due to crushed bodies and very little air. Oh man! And how are they going to breathe? That's the well, they don't. They the pass out. Part. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no way they can I do know. anything. Like, that's that's the sad part. Like, they can't yeah. breathe. They can't. I mean, probably smells horrible in there. Yeah. And look how old these trains <laughs> look as well. These these trains look like they belong in the seventies. Yeah, definitely. Huh. I mean, how how much has the population grown over the past? I don't know, twenty or thirty years over there. Well, I'll even say this. I remember I talked to uh, there was an MP called Jack Straw, and uh, and you know I I. I don't really get on with him that much but uh um he um he basically said that in in when he was young you know there was only about 300 people in uh in in, in manchester and now there's like you know like thousands of people who live directly okay so manchester, yeah they definitely so. need to upgrade uh, at this point in time yes well the, uh, the not 300 people anymore the, the brilliant idea of the last tory government was to uh basically privatize the rail service so uh, and it didn't get what, any better. What, privatize after that. as in like only have certain people go in there. No, basically privatized basically to giving it to private companies. It used to be publicly publicly run, and then uh, they uh, privatized it all by giving it to uh, companies to run. And uh, basically, all they've done is basically just uh, you know shove money into uh, shareholders' pockets and not bother you know upgrading the service. So basically, oh, that's not that is not fair whatsoever. Pretty much, it's been a, it's privatizing that's... the rail service has been an absolute disaster. <laughs> it's not been run well at all, and it's at the point oh. where uh, you know they ended up uh, taking some of the contracts off these companies because they just so poorly run them at some point. But uh, you know, there's just some franchises out there that somehow managed to keep these services, and you know, this is the result. Yeah. Just it's just it's just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's really sad to be quite honest that's really really sad it is and uh, unfortunately it doesn't look like it's going to get any better anytime soon um, let's brighten things up a little bit all, though. all I could do is just pray for them yeah, yeah I, I, just, all I could do is pray for them hopefully that letter's going to go through and they're going to get a better service and all these you know more more, uh, more, more at least more carriages on that train but even then I don't know how good that's going to do you know, so I think the whole, whole lot mm -hmm. needs you know uh, pulling up really Anyway, uh, move on to our next video. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's move on to our next video. Oh, this is fun. Uh, you know, uh, Ron Paulson, he's doing his Talking Tunes show. Yes, and, uh, I do know that oh, yeah. he has moved it over to the Nerdist podcast. Um, it used to be back then in which he did everything by himself, but now he has uploaded um, kind of like a re ver uh, a re um, a revised version of it um, just this year, ever since uh, he had a one-year hiatus when he was going through cancer. Yeah. Well, this is him and Seth Green, yes. and uh, they're going to be doing a uh, quite special version of uh, the Star Wars prequel script reading. So, uh, uh, really? shall oh. we? <laughs> shall we listen? Yeah. To do that. So then you do. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. And yeah. I'm going to even read in the stuff. Let her go, Anakin. Dramatic pause. Let her go. Narf. You turned her against me. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love it when Seth Green doing Brian Griffin can just break Ron Paulson. <laughs> oh my god this would be funny <laughs> it is no you have done that yourself no you will not take her from me <laughs> <laughs> your anger oh you can look at these guys okay your anger and your lust for power have already done that dramatic pause <laughs> You have allowed this dark lord to twist your mind such as it is until now, until you have become the very thing you swore to destroy. Point. Look, I know Brain has been, you know, a pretty, uh, you know, forceful guy about taking over the world, but come on, Pinky, come on, to calm down, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, don't lecture me, Obi Wan. <laughs> I see through the lies of the Jedi. I do not fear the dark side as you do. I have brought peace and freedom and justice and security to my new empire. <laughs> you know, I think one of, the, one of the Star Wars prequels have been better if it was done by cartoon characters. Yeah, well, they've already yeah. pretty much done that. Five years ago, Twisted Tunes, which is now um, kind of like a, a panel series that goes on in various conventions, they have various voice actors and they recreate their characters in movie scripts. And the very first one that they did was the, um, I think it was uh, the Star Wars A New Hope. And they had like Tara Strong and Billy West and John DiMaggio, Rob Paulson, um, Maurice LaMarche and Kevin Conroy in there. And it was actually really funny. And over time, they've done a lot more. They've done for Ghostbusters, The Avengers. Um, Beauty and the Beast, oh, um, a whole bunch of movies. It's, it's really awesome. I, wait, wait. Hearing um, my, my, one of my favorites, and this is one that a lot of people say as well, is that Jim Cummings uh, doing Darth Vader is Winnie the, the Pooh. Pooh. <laughs> 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 go, we're we're going to get that clip at some point. Uh, that, that's just, that one's hilarious. <laughs> they put the plans in the escape pod. Oh bother! <laughs> I hate it when they put the I, I can't the imagine. I don't know how Winnie the Pooh is going to be eating honey through that that mask. I'm. Uh, oh boy. Dark Vader. <laughs> oh God, Brian, you're a genius for picking this. All right, your new empire. Don't make me kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Anakin, my allegiance is to the Republic, to democracy. Well, if you're not with me, then you are my enemy. <laughs> only a, only a, only a fifth deal for an absolute fifth. I will do what I must. You will try. Seth <laughs> <Just> Green. <laughs> Rob Paulson. <laughs> Oh, that was brilliant. Was that, so, uh, hey, was uh, that Daffy, was that uh, Daffy Duck? I think you yeah, that was Rob trying to be Daffy Duck. Yeah. I tell you what, oh, talking, talking to it sounds really fun, actually. So, um, you know, maybe I might. So, you know, they're, they're doing like uh, Project Alpha, as you see down there. They're doing a 30-day trial for uh, Project Alpha. So, hmm, maybe. 
I'll give it a go. Yeah, I'll definitely wait for a lot more episodes to come out if I do want to do the trial. Yeah. Because so far, the the first 150, I want to say six or seven episodes are up on iTunes. Uh, there are some that are Patreon exclusives, but for the most part, you can watch a good majority of them if you want to check out what uh, Rob does for his podcasts and interviewing various voice actors and talking about their roles and how to become one. So... Yeah, I do, do. If any of you guys are animation enthusiasts, I definitely recommend you check it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of kind of on the fence, but I've got to be careful when I subscribe to things because right now I'm a subscriber to the WWE Network, and uh, you know, it's fun to watch pay per views of wrestling and stuff. But uh, you know, I keep having to kind of like uh, trying to force myself to watch all the other stuff, and so uh, you know. Right. Um, well, like I said before, if you are wanting to know more about the podcast, then there's over a hundred episodes of the um, the original podcast up for free on iTunes, so you can go check that out yeah okay then all right then let's see the next one oh speaking of animation uh this is um mark hamill uh in a uh, justice league animation so this is called missing the mark so let's check this one out wow that was fast yeah, did mark hamill just call an uber I think he did. Yeah. Uh, he did. Okay, I know. Well, that's the first time I've seen that in a cartoon, so there we go. Uh, Gotham Conservatory, please. Joker? What's the big idea? <laughs> Who's this guy? Uh, this right here is, uh, I think, his, um, he's actually a bad guy that Mark Hamill played in the original 90s Flash TV series. Oh, okay. I think then. he's known oh, as the okay, Prankster. So I think that's what his name is. Yeah, it's just uh, I didn't really. Uh, yeah, when I saw him, I thought, okay, then it's just a random villain they just put in for the. Well, Justice actually, League he content. was one of the more famous villains that was featured in that um, in that TV series, and even the more recent Flash TV series, the one that's playing on the CW, actually had Mark Price's role in one of the episodes. Yeah. By the way, so everyone watching this show who thinks you know I keep on constantly losing geek credit, look, I can't know everything in the whole nostalgia world okay it's like you know that's okay like, you'll have a whole bunch of people posting negative comments about why you didn't and then they'll give a long explanation on it yeah thanks okay. guys okay oh the trickster well oh, no. <laughs> oops okay. looks like i'm gonna get that comment next. <laughs> 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 movie well, sorry oh. peace to you nerds <laughs> 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 As soon as they realize you've kidnapped famous actor Mark Hamill, <laughs> you're a big star. The studios will pay plenty of Simoleons to get you back. Oh, you bet they will. You're my favorite actor. I loved in that 70s classic about a young lad who fights impossible odds to fulfill his destiny. What was that called? Oh, yeah. Corvette Summer. <laughs> what? Okay. Yep. That's it. That's, that's right. That's what it's so, called. <laughs> so he's being the, uh, by, captured by his own characters. Yeah, he's like, yes, yeah. he is captured by his own characters, and he's voicing them. These must be the that easiest. Is, these wow. must be the easiest cartoons to produce because all you need is one voice actor for it all. Like you know. Yeah, so, yeah. That, for a lot of cartoons, that's what they used to do back then. Is that they had multiple voice actors, um, or they even had like one voice actor doing multiple roles. So, yeah, yeah just good. Yeah, basically, just get really talented people, and you wouldn't have to pay for um, a lot of roles because you already had like three people just doing like sixteen roles or something. That's why the Simpsons are banking on their buck. Yeah, well, one guy playing twenty characters. Mind you, let's hope we let's hope we don't oh, ever wow. get to a situation where there's like one guy just like you know not only voicing but kind of animating it all. You know, where AKA Paddy the Pelican. So uh, let's hope we never get back to that point point again. Ah, the fuzz, but never fear, we shall persevere. Quick, turn right here, you worthless mime! Watch your tomb, you witless wannabe! I didn't say anything, you paranoid prankster. What do they like the new, like the animation in this? Like it's, uh. Mm. Uh, it's, it, it seems kind of flat, but uh, you know, I guess for a for a YouTube cartoon, I guess you can't really fault it. I guess. 
Well, actually, this uh, showcase is on Cartoon Network. It's called Justice League Action. Oh, okay. Then so, uh, yeah, I think, uh, well, okay, I'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's Cartoon Network in 2017, so I guess, you know, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's a shame that I don't see a lot of advertisement for this cartoon because I've seen a handful of episodes, and it's it's pretty decent for what it is. Yeah. I guess, you know, anything that doesn't make them a lot of money, they just throw it in the trash you know, I'm looking at you, Green Lantern, the animated series, and Young Justice. Uh-huh. Turn left here while you're at it. Oh, this street is even worse. Don't you directionalist don't. I didn't tell you to turn. Did you see my mouth move? That's just the sort of corny trick that keeps you in the villain Bush League. Bush League? Yeah. You want to make something of it? Maybe I do. Oh, That was a pretty neat trick. Getting them to drive onto the grass where you knew I'd be able to take care of things. But how? You were so busy thinking of Mark Hamill as a celebrity, you forgot that he's also a talented voice actor. What's a voice actor? <laughs> <laughs> Something that you have? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome, though. So I hope they do more stuff. Yeah, I guess with, uh... I guess the Joker in this incarnation is too busy to watch cartoons, unlike um, you, you know, uh, Mister Freeze in Batman and Robin. Yeah, Joker, Joker is a cartoon, so you know it's like uh, I don't think ever right. he he already thinks that he's uh, he makes himself you know, he's, he humors himself. So I guess he doesn't really need the idea of uh, you know watching other things. I guess that's so, true. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so uh, I've just realized we've skipped over a pretty important bit of the show, actually. Um, so um, there was a new promo that was out for the new Hey Arnold! The Jungle movie, and also it's going to be showcasing the other uh, uh, stuff on here as well. So uh, do you want me to uh, play this and uh, see what everyone thinks? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, just, give me uh, one, yep. just give me one second. It's got to load it up. Because uh, this is, uh, I don't know why, this one, wouldn't, this one wouldn't go into my VLC for some strange reason, so I've had to basically just play it off right off the web browser, so here we go. Okay, so uh, that's that. And so, uh, I mean, I have my own thoughts on uh, some of the stuff that's happened in here, so uh, I don't know if I can play it back on the... Uh, oh, it automatically plays when you go through it. But, uh, I mean, there was obviously this bit which everyone's busy been talking about, which is uh, what uh, Helga's saying, what do you think about me? And uh, there's been a lot of, you know, f I guess fangirls, I guess you could say, that think uh, this is going to be the moment where Arnold tells uh, Helga how she, how she feels about her now. This is my opinion on this. I don't think it happens on this crow's nest. No, I don't think so either. Mm, no. From the I pictures so. that we've from the pictures that we've seen, um, all you know, for the past couple of months in which Helga starts becoming really angry and rips off the um, the locket, I think this is when Arnold tells her, "I don't feel the same way about you." Well, I mean, it necessarily might not even be that. It might just be the fact that uh, you know Arnold doesn't, you know, is too is too afraid to do it and doesn't say anything. And uh, then Possibly, obviously, then but basically... you, we do remember the last time that they hinted at Arnold and Helga getting together in Hey Arnold yeah. the movie, and we all know how that turned out. Yeah, I mean, my my opinion on this is that uh, I think uh, you know Arnold's not going to basically give her an answer, and then uh, Helga just gets frustrated about it, and then uh, obviously all that goes down. But uh, that, I mean, I, I thought the same. That's my idea of it. So uh, mm. I think here's my thing about this. I mean, and I'm probably gonna uh, I'm probably gonna call it now. I think that we are gonna see Arnold and Helga get together in the Jungle movie. Yeah, me too. It's it's pretty inevitable at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know because uh, I mean I bank on the fact that uh, you know Craig's saying that this is gonna be a satisfying conclusion to the series. I mean, I mean, how satisfying can you get with Arnold and Helga finally getting together? I mean, that's gonna be a well. Thing. There's Arnold finding his parents. Well, so yeah, there's a, oh yeah, there's obviously that as well. <laughs> 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 and, uh, 
Yes, I mean, like, preoccupied of Arnold and Helga being together that we pretty much forgot about the main plot of Arnold trying to find his parents. That's my point as well. Here's the thing about it as well. I mean, again, it is not really that. That's another point I want to bring up as well. It's not really that important of a deal because if you think about it, I mean, and we're just I'm just talking about someone who's basically studied the the you know going up from forward from Hey Arnold the the Jungle movie up to where we where we probably end up with the Patakis. You know, even if you do put Arnold and Helga together in the Jungle movie, you know, and we get to the point of the Patakis, eventually they're going to break up. That is true, yeah. Unless Craig yeah. decides to do the Batakis in a different way, similar to how the the original draft of the Jungle movie is completely different from this TV movie. So maybe he's planning on doing something completely different with the Batakis. Yeah, I mean, I think he is going to do something different because, I mean, if we go from the Jungle movie and we go to season six, I mean, obviously the... Uh, actually, that's another thing we're going to be talking about just a bit around, but uh, here's my just my bottom line on this. I don't think this is where uh, Arnold to give, you know, give, you know, uh, tells his feelings towards Helga. I think he's gonna totally not be able to deal with the situation because look, you know, his big thing right now is Arnold finding his parents. He's not thinking about this at all, and uh, you know, uh, maybe he's probably gonna realize that pretty quickly when he finds out that uh, you know uh, Helga's got re- is the reason why he's got to that point in the first place. And uh, maybe he's going to discover that a bit further on in the movie because I I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be a bigger thing. I think that so it happens between Arnold and Helga a lot further on in the movie. There's still so much story to get through before we get yeah, to this yeah. point. We've only gotten bits and pieces, and I know that we'll be getting some more information about the movie in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So who knows what um, you know Arnold and Helga will lead up to. Hey, well, look at the bottom. You know, 19 days, 1 hour, 20 minutes, and 10 seconds. You know, so the Jungle movie uh, drops uh, on Nickelodeon. So, you know, we, we've not got too long to go at all. So uh, That is true, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, also, there's a few other things that uh, got picked up on as well. I don't know if I can get this. Oh, here it is. Uh, we've got some more glimpses of the green-eyed people. There we go. Oh, look at so, that. So, yeah, it's official. Look. Arnold will be seeing the green-eyed people. Yeah. Um, do I dare make a furry joke? No. <laughs> no okay. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. It's wow. just, it, yeah, I just thought, uh, I mean, I was saying to everyone in the uh, in the Jungle Movie Facebook group, it's like, oh, there's your cosplay for the next year. Uh, oh, when you have to Comic Con. So, yeah, so that's the. Really? <laughs> it is. And, uh, mind you, look at, I mean, if you look at them, they look like they're in a trance. If you think about yeah, it. Yeah, I guess so. They must be seeing something incredibly shocking. I don't know what it could be. It could be Yeah, it could be La Corazon. Yeah. Well, actually they are, they already have La Corazon. Maybe the La Corazon was stolen again by La Sombra or mm. maybe something really shocking happens. Who knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still with the shocked expression though. Yeah. Why do I get I've also been thinking about other theories as well. Why do I get the feeling that Miles and Stella might actually be like, you know, in charge of the Green Knight people? I mean, I've been thinking about mm, that recently. Yeah. I mean, it could be a possibility. They they did help the green-eyed people with their sleeping sickness. And we did see in one of the clips of um, the Jungle movie, I think it was like one of the trailers, that Miles and Stella are at the wall, you know, when they, they you know, they're being uh, inscribed on the wall. Mm-hmm. So they see them as like, you know, greater. They see them almost like gods. So I wouldn't be surprised if they are the rulers of the green-eyed people. And... You know, maybe because that the green eye people are really sacred and they have the corazon in their possession and they don't want anybody to, um, you know, find la corazon. Maybe they were, they had to stay. But then again, that brings up the question of why didn't they tell anybody? But there's a lot of questions that I, you know, that I'm sure that will get answered in the movie. Yeah. So uh, basically, we, th- we, be- we might be thinking about the idea that Miles and Stella might be the uh, Green Eye equivalents of Jesus. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, man! <laughs> really? Oh man, it's all right. It's just that that, oh. that, that clip never gets old on this show. So uh, definitely not. And uh, we do have a bit more Hey Arnold related stuff uh, to get into. Oh, Craig Butler did an interview with uh, Animation Magazine. And uh, I'll just uh, put it up here. It's uh, titled "Hey Arnold, you're still a co- Hey Arnold, you're still a cool kid," which we all believe that he's still a cool kid, even after oh, all yeah. these years. So, uh, 13 years after the show went off the air, Craig Ballard's uh, beloved animated character returns to the wonderful movie of Nickelodeon. Uh, there was a particular uh, s- section which I was interested in, and I think it related to uh, season six. And uh, let me just see if I can uh, I can find it. And uh, uh, sure. It was uh, 
Was it just six or was it uh, six time Emmy Award in sixth grade? Yada yada yada. Sorry, I should prepare a bit more for this because uh, I uh, six to eleven. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. So um, it, it, there was a bit of a thing on the bottom here, which was uh, from uh, from uh, Remy Mus quiz, and uh, he said that uh, he recalls back in the day, uh, he says the team was movies, and uh, again, we're really into a Miyazaki movies back then, and so we were always uh, trying to find ways to infuse some of the mythological elements, amulets, magical machinery from the films like Castle in the Sky into our show. For this movie, uh, we, all take, we, we took great pains to make uh, the characters look a bit older, and in a way, we're road testing them for the sixth season if that happens in the future. Wow, that's a pretty wow. that's a pretty packed uh, paragraph that he's just I'll put say. in there. Well, you know, I mean, it, it just it almost confirms that we might get a sixth season if ratings go really high. But it even might even affect the Jungle movie as well. I mean, Miyazaki elements. That is true. We'll be seeing something like Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Castle in the Sky, and Princess Mononoke all over this. If, if that's the case, this could be wow. like almost, almost an awesome Nicktoon movie Nickelodeon's ever produced. Then, oh, yeah. yeah that, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, that I is mean, if, it, if it goes... How th- often have we had those kind of elements? Not since Avatar The Last Airbender. No, we've never had that. And so, I mean, here's the thing, though, like, uh, on top of that, he says they're even road testing it for season six. So, I mean, I know there's some people out there who are a bit, you know, actually, I'll tell you what, I'll make this argument right now. Um, so season six, I mean, what they seem to be seeing here is that we might be getting some more magical, more, you know, more magic, you know, more magical elements within Hey Arnold if we do go to season six. And some people are a bit turned off about that. But let me ask you this. Hasn't there always been a magical element to Hey Arnold throughout the six, se- throughout the, the five seasons that we've had it? If you think I think about it's it. just very rare, though. Like, I haven't seen a lot of magical elements. Just uh, one that's probably going to be in the jungle movie. As you can see, there's like this gr- glowing rock going on. Um, and also, some of the urban legends uh, makes you quite like at the end of the episodes where it makes you question was it actually true? Because you can hear uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, this Scary Pete or something that was laughing Weezing in a Ed. cave. Weezing Ed. Weezing yeah, Ed, Ed, yes. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was crazy, crazy Pete, but Weezing Ed. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, it's like, yeah, we have Weezing Ed, we've had the Ghost Bride, we've had, okay, they're more, they're more paranormal than they are um, uh, magical. I'll, I will admit yeah, that. that. Is true. I mean, we've had some <laughs> that have been confirmed uh, Stoop Kid, Pigeon Man, Big Caesar. Yeah. Um, so they have been confirmed to a slight extent, but stuff like the Haunted Train, Four Eyed Jack, the Ghost Bride, um, you know, all those legends, they, do have that instance of it's a legend, but we don't know yes. if it's true or not. Like yeah. there, there is some fantasy element in there, but like we'll yeah. know. Like again, we don't know if it's true. But yeah, it's like but so. it's, uh, you know. So if there isn't like some kind of you know green-eyed magicery that's going to go on in like season six, it's like you know, it's like because it follows on from the jungle movie, which everyone has watched. You know, uh, at least that'll be the newest Hey Arnold thing that everyone can relate to. And keep this in mind. I mean, I know there's all the Hey Arnold super fans that are also excited about this as well. But keep this in mind: the Nickelodeon's bread and butter and its core demographic is 6 to 11 and uh, you know they will have probably maybe some of them have probably watched the uh, the reruns of Hey Arnold but you know it's like it's uh, let me safely say this we are not I mean we will probably be I mean look at it this way um, imagine having uh, a theatre and like uh, you know and uh, you have and you're prioritising seats now if Nickelodeon was running that theatre um, the people who were 6 to 11 in, in, in age bracket would all get the front row seats and I yes. think the way we are right now, we're tucked away in the back and we're sort of kind of like admiring from afar. I think that's where we are in regards to how we're going to get treated in the jungle movie. Now, you know, there are some positive, ele- there are some negative elements to that, but there's also some positive ones to that as well. Because, yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. First of all, this movie is coming out, which is something that we would have never have um, said 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, another thing is that. There might be a possibility of a sixth season and mm-hmm. we will get some closure with these characters. And you have to understand that 15 years is a very, very long time. A lot of time has passed between then. Kids have grown up with different cartoons and different styles of um, animation and genres. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, you have to appeal to those kids in order for it to become a huge success. Um, you know, let's be honest. And I have me- I have mentioned this before in the podcast or maybe in another podcast. But here's the thing. Slice of life cartoons are not as prevalent as they were 20 years ago. 
like over 20, 25 years ago, slice of life cartoons were everywhere. We had Doug, we had Hey Arnold, we had Recess, we had Pepper Ann, we had Fillmore, we had a whole bunch of all these cartoons. Nowadays, the only ones that we do have in the category of slice of life are Loud House and Clarence. That's it. Yeah. Anything a, else? Mm-hmm. Anything a, else? Either didn't become a huge success, or they just, uh, you know, or maybe they just are plain awful. Who knows? But yeah, slice of life cartoons are what I like to call the three D platformers of the '90s, in which they used to be really popular back then, but now nobody really cares about them anymore. Well, I would say, wouldn't you say well, there's a chance for them to make a comeback? Because I mean, what have we had recently? What we've had SpongeBob SquarePants, Adventure Time, um, we've had Powerpuff Girls, we've had uh, you know, we've had these. Uh, I mean, it's either been superheroes, cartoon characters, or it's been you know, fantasy. And so, and yeah, we, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You've had superheroes, you had fantasy, you've had comedic cartoons. Very one, every once in a while, you would delve into something a little bit different. Like, mm. um, for example, Over the Garden Wall was a mini series in which it delved with the likes of uh, fantasy with a mixture of a uh, moody, quiet That's atmosphere. Um, you've also had, um, you know, various um, online web series that are different as well, like. Um, Ruby or Tome Terrain and Magical Expertise in which they go into the realms of um, I I play video games online and I interact with my friends and there's a whole bunch of trouble ahead. Um, Anime has become much more popular over the years and they're varied from the action anime like One Punch Man or My Hero Academia or the likes of, um, you know, there's it's varied nowadays. You have Yuri on Ice or you have Food Wars. So I think that the only way that people can see Slice of Life is if you watch anime. But in America, it's they're, they're very rare. Mm-hmm. And I hope that Hey Arnold, the Jungle movie will kick it back into, yeah, I want to see more like this because in 96 – you know, the shows like Hey Arnold and um, and Arthur were the ones who kickstarted it when we had the golden era of slice of life shows in the 90s. Doug kind of started it for the 90s and the likes of Hey Arnold, Arthur, Recess, Pepper Ann, all of those shows continued. Yeah, well, I just hope that, uh, I mean, um, obviously, the, you know, the, you have to talk this show up. I mean, you know, obviously all the promotional material needs to do that because, you know, if you don't talk it up, who knows going to watch it? But, uh, I mean, if uh, what's being said here is, uh, is you know, what might we might be getting in the future, I think we've got a lot to look forward to. Oh, I yeah, think. absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I think, uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's, and, yeah, it's going to be gardened towards a particular age, but, you know, come on. I think they get, they're definitely going to give us some nods. To, uh, to 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 us, and uh, even in the Loud House, you know, they were definitely giving a nod to uh, to uh, older generations. Because I remember when uh, what was it? I can't remember the name of her character, but uh, it was the episode where uh, she ends up with like in Lincoln's room uh, because she's falling out with like her her, her roommate, and uh, then she like one of her comments about uh, being in the Lincoln's room is that uh, there's a, she says there's a total lack of balls in this room. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like, I'm just thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're making nods to us. And also on top of that as well, they're also throwing in like, uh, you know, uh, references to like, uh, you know, uh, like Mick Jagger and, uh, you know, like, you know, uh, like pop star, you know, not pop, like rock stars from like, you know, back in the day, long before, you know, uh, the, you know, the, anyone in the, who was watching The Loud House, at least the, uh, the demographic would have ever heard of. It's like, you know, it's and just it's like, true. They do make a lot of references. They do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think, references to movies and TV shows that kids wouldn't have been alive when they came out. Yeah, it just makes me wonder, like, you know, you know, is now the time for Nickelodeon to potentially change strategy and say that, look, yeah, we have, you know, the 6 to 11 demographic is something that's there. But at the same time, we've also generated a huge buzz between the twi- between the uh, the 18 to 34 year old demographic. Maybe it's time that uh, we started producing shows for them and not just also producing you know, shows for kids as well. Yeah, that, that's been the talk for a long time, ever since the 90s or all that started. Ever since um, those shows started appearing in reruns, there have always been the talks of, one, I want to see these shows come back remade, or I want to have a 24-hour channel dedicated to them. And I think that last year they dipped the toe into the Legends of the Hidden Temple TV movie for that. And so hopefully if things go well, we can see a lot more TV movies in the future. And these TV movies could be potential pilots. Who knows? Um, We could have more episodes of Hey Arnold. We could have more episodes of Rocco's Modern Life or even Invader Zim or whatever TV movie is announced. 
for for that to be a possibility. Imagine uh, if they made the if, if they finally made the last episode of the Angry Beavers that never got made. Oh my god, I would I would kill for that. Uh, I, I know that uh, Mitch Shower, the creator, wants to do a TV movie on the Angry Beavers. Uh, he said that he imagines that Daggett would still be single, Norbert would be married to Tree Flower, and they would have kids, and it would be like, um, you know, uh, what was I, I forget what the title he called it, but yeah, I, I know Mitch wants to do one, and um, we'll just have to wait and see which of the next uh, Nicktoons or live-action Nickelodeon shows are going to get TV movies. I have a really strong feeling the next one will most likely either be Danny Phantom or Rugrats because those are really popular amongst, you know, those kids who grew up with those shows. Rugrats is now having a comic book series and Invader Zim started getting popular again because of their comic book series generating towards new stories that the original writers couldn't do as well as some new ones. So I wouldn't be surprised if either one of those shows would get a TV movie. Yeah, I mean, it's like I've always said. I mean, Craig Butler kind of disagrees with me, I guess. And uh, but uh, um, he well, he still likes the idea of like you know all the Hey Arnold kids being you know still being kids. But so you know, I still think that they should do a show where you have all the kids that have grown up and had kids of their own, and then so like you know you had uh, you know so you had like this next generation of like Hey Arnold, and then you like had like all the kids as adults, and they could like. uh, you know, uh, like give them advice, or you know, like even Lane Torrin could go back and play Arnold again. It's like you know, and, oh, that, uh, you know, and you see uh, Arnold and Helga kind of like you know functioning as like parents, which is you know we've kind of fun to watch, and because uh, you know the fan fiction <laughs> always makes it sound really cool. So uh, you yeah, know, so. I think that it wouldn't be surprising of that because we do have a lot of. I mean, before we had. Uh, you know, revivals uh, or reboots or whatever. Um, it was going into the continuation arc, like Fuller House or Girl Meets World, World yeah. in which, you know, we're going to focus on them being parents and we get to focus on the kids' perspective. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice, you know, to see Arnold and Helga become parents and we focus on, um, you know, maybe Arnold and Helga's daughter or son. Just please, I beg you, for the love of God, please, if there is going to be a, just a continuation of Hey Arnold and there, you know, whatever the kid's name is going to be, please don't call the, you know, call Hey Arnold. Oh, uh, this is the show about this kid's dad. I'm looking at you, Boruto. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so uh, let's look at the what we're moving on to next. Um, oh, this is a. Um, th- I don't know if there's been a uh, show in America called Blind Date. Uh, basically, uh, I'll give everyone the uh, the the, uh, the 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 lowdown. Uh, basically, um, Blind Date here in the UK was a show where uh, you had like one single person, like a bachelor or a bachelorette, and then they'd be like uh, three people. Uh, behind a screen, and uh, then the other person would like ask him questions, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there used to be a game show like that in the seventies, I think. You know, it's like Bachelorette number one. If I did this, what would you do? And then he would answer the question, and whichever the answer that you know, of the people that she liked, then she would choose that, and then they would go off some date or something. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, this upcoming uh, clip that we're about to show you is uh, one of the contestants uh, after they'd uh, gone. I uh, said so they they'd find like uh, you know the, uh, the the bachelor to go with this uh, with this lady, but uh, things aren't all the way that they seem. So, and uh, Scylla, Bro- Scylla Black, who uh, I don't know if anyone, I think some people probably remember her more from the Muppets, uh, that uh, guest appearance she made on the Muppets show. Uh, more than they will, and she also she was a singer as well. And uh, but so she also but she was most uh, famous on uh, sa- you know, Saturday nights for doing Blind Date on uh, here in British TV. So uh, she's uh, pretty sharp and uh, has caught on to uh, what one of the contestants was up to uh, during the show uh, when they were filming it. And uh, she's going to tell us now on live television. And this was back in I think back in the nineties. So shall we have a little listen and uh, see what see what happened? Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, then let's uh, let's right. get it up. Uh, spontaneous enough for you, Nicola, is that right? Well, you do like... yeah, I do. I'm the kind of person who likes surprises, but you Paul do. likes his life to be a bit more ordered and, you know, definitely, yes. I can't imagine anything Sick Paul would hate more than a surprise, yeah. yeah. Well, Nicola, I have to say I've got more than a big surprise for you. Because <laughs> I, know, I know what you're at. And it's, it's, I feel awfully deeply saddened by this, but you don't work as a temporary secretary. 
I know for a fact that you actually, you're an undercover journalist and you've robbed somebody of coming on a proper blind date. You work for Cosmopolitan magazine. She's a journalist, ladies and gentlemen, not a blind date at all. Look, and look at... Oh. <laughs> look at the face on that guy. Face. Oh, oh my God. So oh, no. Uh, this is just... Oh, oh. Could you believe... I feel so sorry for that guy right now. I yeah. thought it was Mike Myers. And, uh, <laughs> is that right? Are you, are you being serious, Stella? I am being serious. Yeah. <laughs> I am being serious. <laughs> Is she a journalist? She's a very good one, too. She's senior features writer Nicola Gill of Cosmopolitan magazine. Doesn't miss a beat. Cilla Black. And oh. I, may I say the late Cilla Black, because uh, she uh, she died a couple of years ago, but, uh, you know, uh, that's, oh. uh, that's how sharp she is. And uh, she, I think she knew from the get-go something was going on. So... Uh, wow. I mean... It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Nicola, how could you? Actually, I'm quite looking forward to it. I'd love to be in Cosmopolitan magazine. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it begs the question, why? <laughs> oh, outrageous. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, look how awkward this situation is now. Like, you know, yeah. th- this guy just thought he'd found the girl of his dreams and it turns out she was an undercover reporter. Oh, yeah. That was awful. Oh, man, this is like that's, How to Lose that's... a Guy in 10 Days, in which she was a reporter for a magazine about, uh, you know, that she wanted to write an article about How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. So, wow, this is this must be where the movie came from. <laughs> I'll tell you what, actually, if, uh, if, uh, if you want a more accurate time, this is actually one minute. This is How to Lose a Guy in one minute and 24 seconds. <laughs> 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 Look at all that hate from that audience. That's all. Oh my god! And this is all playing out on live TV. That should, she should, that should be illegal for someone to do that. Yeah. Tell us, I mean, yeah. There was no way you were gonna fall in love with him. Tell us the truth. Have you got a boyfriend? No, you haven't. Any children? Read the subtitles. Uh, what? Oh man, that is really? so sad. Wow! Oh, really? Wow! I mean, you know, you are just listen. Um, you know, I I wonder if she did get married after this because that's just uh, that's just. I, I tell you what, I, I wonder what I wonder what the the guy who was engaged to. I wonder what he was thinking about all of this. Yeah, here, here's oh, a here's, here's a girl who's gone on to uh, a dating show. On national television. I mean, maybe he might have known about it the entire time, you know, which probably makes it, you know. But seriously, if if if, if someone was telling me, oh, I'm going to go on an undercover journalist on a on a on a dating show, and uh, for uh, a, a, a a gossip magazine, it's like you know, I, I listen. If my girl, if my girlfriend did this, and on and I'd have to watch her make out with some guy on live television, I'd be totally. I would just tell her I don't want to see this. I don't want to yeah. see this anymore. Like, this is uncomfortable. That would be just... uncomfortable, man. I'll yeah, be this is really awkward. Yeah. Um, a, an <laughs> undercover magazine writer goes over to a dating show when she's already engaged to be married to somebody else, and everything is reported on live television. Just that is sad. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. I mean, did you purely come on blind date? You obviously did just to get the story. Yeah, it's been a fantastic time as well. Absolutely. <laughs> dig your way out. Dig your way out. Oh. <laughs> and you're not going any further. No. Oh, man. I mean, what, what, oh, no, the no. other thing that kind of upsets me as well, because when we had the problem, because this is a show and a half, ladies and gentlemen, what with, you know, poor David's date standing him up, and, and he was prepared to go to Sky. And we did offer you to go to Nepal, which thank goodness, you know, you didn't take up because you got all the injections. And we actually gave you, we gave you the tickets to go to Nepal at your own leisure anyway. Are you going to give your ticket back, Nicola? I want, I would like Paul to go with someone else. I think he's a genuinely nice guy, yeah. And I would like him to be opportunity to go. Oh, man. Look, you can just see him seething at this point, can't you? 
Like, you look yeah, at he him. Is he's just. Pissed. I mean, yeah. Like you have to find that out on public television, and it's not even on Mari. I'm sorry. Like that's just sad. Yeah, this is on the <sighs> this is on Saturday evening television. You know where like oh. millions of people are watching. Like you know this isn't daytime TV. Yeah. Oh man. I can't believe it. Look, like, I'm not. It just makes me sick that the world is so full of ugly people. Mm. Like, I mean, ugly on the inside. Yeah. I would, I would. Okay. And I would have told him that as well. Don't you feel a little bit, the least bit guilty? I mean, there's lots of, I'm sure there's lots of girls in our audience tonight, and certainly millions of girls watching at home, who would have given their right arm to be sitting on And you've cheated one of those lovely girls out of a proper blind date. How does that make you feel? <laughs> The look says it I, all. I, I, well, what can I say? I'm sorry if that's the case. And I feel sorry because I, I would like Paul to go to Nepal. He's a really nice guy. And... Well, he's going anyway because he's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what totally can I say? I, well, I totally hope you write a nice news. article. Well, I've had a fabulous time and thank you, Blind Date. That's all I want to say. You can't spin this. Totally fake news. Yeah, you, totally can't, you, can't, news. you can't spin that. But, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, and that's uh, and now that's on YouTube Legacy now, and I don't think she'll ever live this down. Oh man, and to, and I wonder what would have happened if something like this were to happen now. Yeah, this was like in the nineties, like, so imagine now. Holy crap! Uh, Unbelievable. It probably happens a lot though. No, it's, yeah, no, I don't. Know. I don't think it happens a lot now. I think uh, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, I just noticed that we've actually yeah. hit our hour mark, so uh, I'm just thinking about uh, wrapping up the. Uh, show as quickly as possible. I mean, do we really care about a StarCraft 2 going free to play? Not really. I don't play no, don't because RTSs. Uh, okay, then. It's Let, just, uh, I'm, I have a thing in my head. <laughs> let's go through the next couple of videos. Uh, so, uh, this one is uh, someone uh, having enough of somebody's shit. So, let's watch this one. Uh-oh. Cake delivery of the game. Lucky Jaguar fan has a birthday today. Yeah, so uh, basically this is a girl who's got a bit over-enthusiastic uh, with uh, being on television. And uh, the uh, the guy in the mascot oh. guy is trying to do like a birthday celebration for one of the guys over there. So let's just see how this all plays out. For the special occasion, congratulations and happy birthday from all of us here at Everbeek Field. <laughs> Uh, oh. Karma's a bitch, eh, bitch? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. So uh, yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder if that same guy in the costumes work is still working in there because I don't know if that's part of his job. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what the reaction would have been after that. So uh, yeah. I wonder if she's crying or laughing. I don't know, but uh, hey, that's that. And uh, finally, uh, this is uh, this is a, a a Christian choir, a Catholic choir, I have to say, and uh, they're going to sing us a very uh, unusual song. So, uh, we ready for this one? Okay. Okay. Oh, I'll be prepared. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Cars, the opera. Uh, <laughs> they sound like cats. Yeah, yeah. 
Actually, they are cats. So uh, yeah. This is okay, a... I don't think my church would be singing that song. It's too, <laughs> I swear. Yeah, I tell you what. I see. I was a bit afraid to play this video because someone someone submitted it to us, and uh, I was like uh, looking and thinking, um, isn't this like uh, you know a Korean? I thought because I looked at the text at the bottom, and I looked at it, and I thought, oh, is this like a Korean like Presbyterian church? You know, like, uh, and I thought uh. this was like you know being sung in like Korean or something like that, but no, it is actually cats. And so, because uh, uh, I was going to say the joke, you know, uh, you know, I don't know if you ever watched. Uh, um, oh, what should we call it? Uh, 20, 21 Jump Street, the movie. And it's like, uh, you know, when he says, uh, you know, Dick Johnson says, uh, you know, hey, hey, leave Korean Jesus alone. Korean Jesus ain't got time for your shit. <laughs> Maybe, uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't think Korean Jesus has got time for this shit either. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's the cat choir. And uh, you can uh, no doubt. Oh. Maybe, maybe, maybe I might watch the whole thing at some point. But uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the end of the show. So uh hope uh, hope you all enjoyed it and uh, no doubt we've got to through another hour of that. So uh yeah. Um if you want to check out the Aramessa show, it's uh, facebook.com forward slash Aramessa show, it's uh, at Aramessa show at Twitter on Twitter, uh, Tumblr is Aramessa.tumblr.com and uh, YouTube is youtube.com forward slash Aramessa show. I'm on Instagram as well, I've not a chance to put it up I'm not a chance to kinda of, like update well, where all I am and that on social media. So Instagram is at Aramessa show as well. And also if you want to listen to us on the podcast, it's iTunes Player FM Stitcher, uh, tu- uh tune in and and uh, also, uh, you can uh, listen to us on Podbay and uh, Podcast Directory and uh, various other places there as well. So, uh, Josh, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, Patricia, thank you very much for being on the show. And I think she's actually gone. So, uh, I think we'll end the show there. So, uh, oh, no wonder I was talking. Yeah, I was wondering. Who, uh, so, uh, that's it. So, uh, we're only about uh, 19 days. Uh, oh, and uh, I think she's just come back. <laughs> Right, yeah, I'm, I'm back, everybody. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, actually, uh, tell you what, you just missed the cat choir. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll probably take a look into it after the show. Maybe you. <laughs> I tell you what, it is actually pretty hilarious yeah. to watch, actually. But so we're just kind of, kind of weirding it over it, actually. So, uh, anyway, well, anyway, that's the end of the show. Hope everyone enjoyed themselves. Take care. Um, bye for now. <laughs>